Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. Today is Tuesday, and this is the fifth week of the Easter season. We begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia! Christ is risen indeed. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hand are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker, for the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors in many and various ways by the prophets, but in these last days, God has spoken to us by a son. A reading from Hebrews chapter 3, beginning this morning at verse 7. Therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts, as in the rebellion, as on the day of testing in the wilderness, where your ancestors put me to the test, though they had seen my works for forty years. Therefore I was angry with that generation, and I said, They always go astray in their hearts, and they have not known my ways. As in my anger I swore, they will not enter my rest." Take care, brothers and sisters, that none of you may have an evil, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God, but exhort one another every day as long as it is called today, so that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sins. For we have become partners of Christ, if only we hold our first confidence firm to the end. As it said, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. Now, Who were they that heard and rebelled? Was it not all of those who left Egypt under the leadership of Moses? And with whom was he angry forty years? Was it not those who sinned, whose bodies fell in the wilderness? And to whom did he swear that they would never enter his rest, if not to those who were disobedient? So we see that they were unable to enter because of unbelief. The writer of Hebrews has us remember Israel's rebellion in the wilderness as a way of helping us to understand what is at stake for us now that we have become God's people in Christ. We find ourselves in a similar position to those who were rescued from slavery in Egypt and led towards the promised land. God is leading us to our rest, the rest that God has promised to give to all of God's people. And yet, if along the way we lose faith or allow unbelief to lead and guide us in some other direction, or fear to paralyze us, and doubts to keep us looking backward, then we too might miss the full glory of what God has given us through Christ. So what the preacher here has in mind, I think, is 
a deep trust in God that is demonstrated by an ongoing faithfulness and love for God and for God's people, all of which keeps our hearts and minds connected to Christ and to each other in God's love. God's salvation is just the beginning, and that grace is followed by the transformative journey that follows, a, a journey that it leads by faith to the place that God has prepared for us. For a good part of my life, questions of faith have always been questions about salvation. Questions that ask something like, do I have a faith that saves? And the answers we most often receive assume that this is something that happens all at once. We believe in Jesus, we give our life to Jesus, we receive God's grace through faith in Christ and, and an assurance of heaven. And, th and that is true. It comes to us as God's gift. It comes to us all at once. But it is assurance of something that God has planned and promised for us. We have confidence in God through that promise that we've seen demonstrated in Christ. But that is really just the beginning. That's what the preacher is trying to do for this congregation in a letter to Hebrews. The writer is trying to give us a place where we can find our bearings within God's story of salvation so that we can know how to act according to our faith right now. God has saved us, and the promise of rest is assured, but yet to come. And here we are in this wilderness. So what do we do now? And the answer to that is that now that we trust all the more in God's leading, we listen all the more closely to God's voice since it has been spoken to us so plainly in Jesus, and we encourage one another to keep the faith and to not lose hope, to stay close, to keep in faith and not allow our love to go cold or to be distracted by the things around us, and to remain always open and trusting in our heart listening for God's leading in the world as we press toward the goal of, of God's rest and the full coming of God's kingdom. So this Christian life we usually talk about is a life lived in the promise of our baptism, promises and covenant that connect us to God's promise to sustain us in this life and for the life of the world to come. And in those promises of baptism, we usually think about five broad ways that we live together by faith in Christ. First of all, we live among God's faithful people. We've been joined to and participate in the fellowship of God's people. Within this fellowship, we hear God's word. We share in the Lord's Supper. We worship and we're nourished by Christ's word in the sacrament. We make a regular practice of that. We share the good news of Jesus Christ in word and deed, both by encouraging each other and consoling each other and, and bearing each other's burdens and loving one another, but also by proclaiming that to the world and the things that we do and the things that we say. We love all people following the example of Jesus, and we strive for peace and justice in the world because in the end, that is the world that God is bringing about, a world where God's peace and justice reigns. So that's what faith in God and life in Christ look like and what the writer to Hebrews would have us be mindful of as we journey ever deeper into God's promise for us and for the whole world. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears, and to remember your holy covenant. 
This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, and you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord, who makes every day new. Especially, we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ and all gifts of healing and forgiveness, for the communion of faith in your church, for the gifts of relationship with others. For what else are we thankful? Merciful God of might, renew this weary world, heal the hurts of all of your children, and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land, for the people, the leaders, the ministries of St. Paul's Lutheran Church, for those who govern the nations of the world, for people in countries ravaged by strife or warfare, for all who work for peace and international harmony, and for all who strive to save the earth from carelessness and destruction. For who else, for what else do we pray today? Almighty and everlasting God, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power that we may not fall into sin nor be overcome in adversity. In all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage, hold fast to that which is good, render to no one evil for evil, strengthen the faint-hearted, support the weak, help the afflicted, honor all people, love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God.